Welcome to the Leaving Cert Guidance Podcast. I'm your host, Dilika O'Mahony. I'm a secondary school guidance counsellor, and I also host and run the Leaving Cert Guidance Instagram and TikTok pages. So make sure to give them a follow to stay up to date. On today's show, I'm joined by Eileen Callahan, Head of Communications at the CAO. You're very welcome, Eileen. Thanks, Donica. I know this is, well, I was going to say this is a busy time of year for you, but it seems to be that the CAO is just one whole year now. There's no seasons at all in it anymore. Yeah, there's a very um, quick turnaround between 23 and 2024. We're so, now for Monday. Yes, Monday, the 6th of September at 12 noon, the CAO will be opening up. So firstly, Eileen, how do students do that? So where do they go to, to log on uh, and apply for the CAO? Yeah, so to get started, um, you go to cao.ie and click on apply um, from noon on the 6th of November and you can start your application there. Um, If you wish, you can practice your application beforehand. If you go to cao.ie forward slash demo, you'll see a copy of the application form there. It's an exact replica. So it might be good to do a couple of practice runs. Um, But the actual application form itself is fairly straightforward in order to obtain your application number anyway the steps are pretty clear um you'll just need to enter your personal details um create a password select the section that's relevant to you so for example it might be leaving certificate or further education qqi further education uh, or maybe maybe more than one um section so you just tick those relevant sections make a payment and all going well uh, that will be you started on your CAO journey. You'll obtain your CAO application number. So what exactly are you applying for with the CAO? Because sometimes students every year are confused. They would often ask me, do I apply for PLCs, apprenticeships, the new tertiary degrees? Do they go through the CAO application as well? No. So when you're applying through CAO, you're applying for entry to undergraduate courses in Irish higher education institutions. If you're looking to apply for an apprenticeship or for um, further education, you contact further education providers directly. Um, and then there are the websites apprenticeship.ie. Um, so you'll find all of the information on applying for further education and apprenticeships um, directly with the providers. So for CAO, uh, it's for the participating higher education institutions for the undergraduate courses. You had mentioned earlier about getting a CAO number. And it only co- I only copped recently that the first two digits in the number are the year uh, yes. the student is applying for. So it'll be two, four this year. How important is that CEO number? Uh, the CEO number is very important. You will need it for all uh, correspondence with CAO throughout the year. You need it, most importantly, to log in to your application. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, you know, you're the first step of your journey is obtaining the CAO application number, uh, but you do have a bit more work to do after that. So when you need to log back into your account to provide your qualifications and assessment details or to add in your course choices, uh, you'll log in using that CAO application number, your date of birth and the password that you created at the application stage. So do keep it safe as well. You know, it's um, it's personal data. So uh, make sure to keep a record of it um, and you'll be able to log into your account and make all of those um, edits to your application. So you can just open up your account now. You don't necessarily have to put down any courses if you like. 
Yeah, you can get started. And I think this may be the reason why some people put off um, making an application is because they haven't fully decided on their courses. But you could actually obtain your CAO application number and you're not asked to enter your course information. Now, it is um, good practice to put some courses down, even, you know, to become to focus yourself, first of all, um, and also to become familiar with how you add courses and how you make changes to your course choices list. So you should get some courses down before the 1st of February, but you will have opportunities to change these courses. So I guess just important to remember that, you know, creating your application, it's not all something you'll do all in one day. It's your CO application process will continue throughout the year when you're updating your qualifications or when you're changing your courses and when you're um, checking your account information later in the year to make sure that everything is complete and correct. So don't just start, obtain the number and then forget about it. You know, do log back in and supply the necessary information. So it's interesting you said become familiar with filling in CEO courses because you don't just write down the name um, for your when you're putting in your CEO courses. What exactly do you do? Yes, yeah, so you'll enter the unique course code. So all of the courses, there's nearly 1,500 courses um, in the CAO system. They all have their own course code. And when you're putting your course choices down, you're entering the course code onto a list. So when you start for the first time, you'll have one list and uh, 10 options on the level eight list and 10 options on the level seven, six list. And you can enter as many of the course choices as you can down to from one down to 10 uh, on both of these lists. And you'll be entering, as you said, the course code. Um, if you need to log back in to change your courses, then you'll see your existing list of course choices and a new list. And I suppose it's important to remember that um, when you're adding new courses, you'll have to start again. So basically any of the ones from the existing list that you want to keep, you'll add them over onto your new list. And then you'll also add in any additional courses. And just remember to list them in genuine order preference. Um, so from one to 10, with one being your dream course, uh, right the way down to number 10. It's really yeah. important. Very, very important, the genuine order of preference. And even getting the course codes from the CEO handbook. I think the CEO handbook is brilliant. It's gone online. The thing I like about it going online, when we used to get it printed and sent out in early September, that's more or less out of date when it's printed. But online, it's constantly updated. You're seeing course codes that have changed in the last number of years because um, colleges have amalgamated or become TUs or whatever the case may be. So it's important to log into the CEO handbook to get those course codes. Yeah. And when you're logged into the CAO handbook, um, you know, you will be brought when you, you know, select your different course areas that you're interested in and the institutions that you're interested in. You'll get the list of courses that you can add into your personalized handbook. Yeah. And then those tiles, when they appear in your personalized handbook, you'll just click on them and it'll bring you straight to the institution's webpage. And that's really important that um, before you add a course to your application, you log in or you click onto um, the links for those particular courses and check everything. So check, you know, minimum entry requirements, check, you know, the course content, which is really important. Don't just uh, add a course to your application based on the course title. Make sure to do your research and um, ensure that the course is you know, what you think it is. So look at the, the different modules and all of the rest of the information that's there and really 
you know, it's the best place to find information on the course is to go directly to the institution's website. So that's the same with the CAO course search facility. If you're searching courses on our website, um, all of the links directly to the institutions are there, as well as in the digital handbook. Yes, I'm a big fan of the personalized handbook. Uh, myself and my students have a great time with that. And of course, if you have any sort of digital device, a phone or an iPad or whatever, that you can save it onto your home screen as well, which is brilliant. So it's just a touch of a button and it brings up all your courses. But what you said is really, really important, and particularly for ceo.ie forward slash courses, it's the first place I tell my students to go and look because, as you said, Eileen, it gives, gives you a direct link to the college website. So it's the most up-to-date, relevant information when you're doing your research. And that's what I love about the CEO website. It's sending you directly to the source to get all that information. What are important dates? Obviously, 6th of November is a really important date. But in the next few weeks, is there any more important dates? Um, so the first one to watch out for is the 20th of January at 5 p.m. And this is the discounted application fee deadline. So if you apply by this date, the application fee is 30 euro. It then goes up to 45 euro if you leave it until the normal closing date of the 1st of February. And as I mentioned there earlier, that, you know, there really is no reason to put off starting the application. As we said, you know, you can add some courses and then you can go back in and edit that course choices list. Um, so do get the application done before Christmas and then you can focus on doing your course research over that period. Um, just to remember when you are, um, when you do create, say if you created your account on the 6th of November, uh, you can still log in as many times as you like to your application up to the 1st of February at 5 p.m. to change your course choices. And then there will be um, a facility which will be available from early February until the 1st of March for a fee of um, 10 euro for anybody who needs to make an amendment to their course choices list at that time. Now, this is generally only used by people who have forgotten to put in a restrictive course on their application or for mature applicants who have forgotten to include a course on their application. Um, if you're not applying for a restricted course and if you aren't a mature applicant, and you need to make changes, you can wait for the Change Mind facility to open, which opens on the uh, 7th of May this year, and it closes on the 1st of July at 5pm. And you'll be able to use that Change Mind facility as many times as you like to add, remove, change the order of your courses. Um, or if you didn't have any courses on your list at that point, you can add in um, new courses. So that is there for you. But again, just watch out for those restrictions. So mature applicants listening or watching would need to check with the college before they would consider using the change of mind facility. Um, I didn't mention the restrictions. So we were talking about the deadline, the important dates of the deadlines, uh, 20th of January, 1st of February for the normal closing date, um, 1st of February for restricted courses. So any courses in the handbook that have the words restricted beside the title um, are courses that need to be included to your application. I would always say, if in doubt, Add the, add the restricted course to your application before the 1st of February at 5 p.m. You can always remove it using the change of mind, but you cannot introduce it. So, um, you know, if in any way in doubt, add it onto your application before then. Applicants who wish to apply for the here or dare schemes need to have applied to CAO by the 1st of February at 5 p.m. and need to complete the uh, relevant online sections of the form by the 1st of March at 5 p.m and then have supplied supporting documents to CAO 
by the 15th of March at 5 p.m. And sorry, I didn't explain either of those schemes. So the um, HERE scheme is the Higher Education Access Route and the DARE scheme is the Disability Access Route to Education. And you can find all of the information about these schemes on the CAO website and on accesscollege.ie. Um, so anybody who is considering applying for these schemes, it's important to start the application process early for these because there's a lot of supporting documentation that needs to be gathered and you'll be relying a lot of times on a third party to supply you with this information. And the deadlines are final. The documents do have to be with us by the 15th March at 5 p.m. So really get cracking on those applications early so that you don't miss out on those important deadlines. Um, so I think they're the 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 most immediate, you know, important dates to watch out for. Other dates to watch out for, we have an open days um, section on the homepage of our website for um, anybody who, you know, really important to pop along to any of the institutions you're interested in attending. Um, so a lot of the dates are there for, um, for those events. Other important dates on our website is actually a section directly on the homepage as well with important dates. Um, some of them uh, are yet to be updated because we don't have those dates. But for anybody doing any additional assessments, for example, um, those applying for HPAT or um, the, you know, the mature nursing uh, assessment, etc., those dates will be added to the important date section as soon as we have them. So do keep an eye on that. Is there anything else you might indicate on your CEO application? As I know, you can uh, indicate that you're applying for a SUSE grant. Uh, but sometimes it's very important to indicate if you have a language exemption as well. Yes, that's correct. So uh, I suppose a lot of people might say, oh, well, I, I don't have to do um, Irish in school. I have, you know, a, a Department of Education exemption from Irish. But you have to um, check out the information on cao.ie forward slash exemptions page. Um so for NUI institutions, you'll have to apply directly to the NUI for an exemption. Um, and for TCD, uh, UL, and um, I think Samaria Immaculate College, you'd apply directly to them for an exemption from either, you know, Irish or a third language. And all of that information on the exemption process is at, um, as I said, cao.ie forward slash exemptions or in the CAO handbook, it's explained as well. But really important that, um, you do apply for these exemptions uh, in order to be credited for them because, you know, they if they're a minimum entry requirement to the institution and you don't have that exemption and you haven't supplied CAO with evidence of it, um, then you wouldn't be deemed eligible for the course if you didn't have the exemption recorded on your application. So take note of the, the instructions in that section of the website. Very important. And Eileen, how important is it when you get correspondence from the CEO and email from the CEO, not to ignore it, but to look at it. Yeah, we're we're not overly fond of sending uh, sending unnecessary. Yeah. The intention emails. is not to spam students with emails. Yes, we don't spam students. So when we do email you, um, please, you know, we're not we're not trying to sell you anything. We're trying to provide important instructions to make sure that um, nothing goes wrong with, you know, that that you don't miss out on an offer, basically, because something is incorrect or missing in your application. Um, so just because all of your friends have received this email, it doesn't mean that you just say, oh, well, everybody got that. It, it doesn't matter. You do need to read the email, follow the instructions, log into your application 
um, and make sure that you check that everything is correct or you follow any instruction you might get from CAO. I'll give you some examples of emails we might send. Um, you know, we might send information on, uh, well, the most important one being the statement of application record email, which I'm sure we'll talk about at length another time, but uh, just something for, um, you know, people to, to watch out for in May. It's very important to email and it asks you to log in and follow instructions to check that all of your account information is correct. But other um, times we might write to applicants in March or April if we haven't been able to find a leaving certificate examination number for you. Um, and we'll be asking you to manually input your leaving cert number. Um, so, you know, you do need to make sure that CAO emails aren't going into spam. Um, if, you know, if you find it hard to find CAO emails in your mailbox, then all of the emails we send to you are recorded in the correspondence section of your application. So when you log into the My Application section and, you know, you'll see all of your personal information, you'll see your qualifications and you'll also see a correspondence section. And there is a view communications history tab in there, which will bring you in and show you all of the emails that we have sent to you. So if that's an easier way to access them. You can do that. When you're completing the application form, you're asked if you want to receive text messages from CAO. So I would encourage you, please do tick that. As, as I said, we're not going to be spamming you. Uh, we will only text you if it's something important. So please do tick that box so that you get a, a notification to go and take action in your account. Yeah, I think if you take anything from today, it's do not ignore any correspondence that you're getting from the CEO. And finally, Eileen, just some top tips for students, parents, for the CEO application, that might even be just, you know, going over what we chatted about already today. What are your top tips heading into Monday and making an application? Uh, top tips would be start early, um, revisit your application. Don't just, you know, start, start the process and then never think of it again. Um, you know, every year, we, I think last year, we had about 4,000 people who didn't put any course choices down. So they started an application, paid the application fee um, and never revisited their application to add in courses. Um, so, you know, make sure to list um, as many courses as possible on both lists to give you plenty of opportunities at the offer or plenty of options, I should say, at the offer stage. You can put 10 courses on both lists. You know, consider the pathways on the level seven list into level eight programs, et cetera. You know, um, do your research for both lists. Um, what else? Oh, read the emails, but especially read, you know, the email in May called the statement of application email. Log in, sit down with a parent, take a half an hour and read through everything in your application and make sure that every single qualification that you have is mentioned or that we have the exam numbers for you, that your exemptions are mentioned, um, that you're happy with your courses. And again, before the 1st of July, even if you think, oh, I'm perfectly happy with the courses I have down on my list, um, go back in to your account before the 1st of July to finalize, just to double check that you're happy with all of the courses. Because after the 1st of July, there really is no um, opportunity to edit your course choices. Um, so make sure that everything worked for you when you were making amendments, etc. Yeah, and and that's I suppose an important thing is if you make an amendment, if you modify any of your details or you change your courses, um, that you log back into your account to check that everything that you entered, you know, is appearing as it should. Um, and then what else? Oh, well, list your courses in genuine order of preference. 
Yeah. Um, every year at the offer stage, we get people ringing us saying, um, I didn't think I would um, do as well as I did in the Leaving Cert or I didn't expect the points for X course to drop by so much. Um, and I got that course, but I actually wanted the course below it. So, for example, they might have gotten their second preference, um, which they had no interest in, but they put it down there because they thought I wouldn't get it. Um, and they really wanted their third preference. But because they got their second preference course, they won't be considered for the third or anything below that. Um, the only course they will now be considered for in a later round might be their first preference if a place becomes available. So really, you have to think carefully about the course that you put in first, second, third, etc. If they're the ones you really want, then place them there. Don't apply any other logic. I'm still shocked that 4,000 students didn't put down a course at all. 4,000 applicants didn't put down a, a course at all. Uh, that's a huge number. And CEO Handbook, of course, Eileen, has really all the answers to any of your questions, if you want to familiarize yourself with that. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't put that as number one in the list of things <laughs> for everybody to remember. I suppose it's kind of a given. You really have to read the CAO handbook in its entirety. It's not that long. It's about 25 pages on the, the PDF version. Or you can break it down by the stage, the application process you're in, which is the way the personalized handbook is done. So you can look at the applying to CAO section to get you through that early stage of updating your exam information and, um, you know, completing the here or there forms if relevant and all of that. And then the next section is after applying, you know, what else do I need to do? Adding courses, all the rest, and then the offer stage. So please do read it carefully so that you understand how the whole process works. Eileen, thanks so much for taking the time. We will be chatting later on in the academic year before May, before the CEO change of mind opens up and the statement of applications come out, just to remind applicants how important uh, that time of the year is. But thank you so much for taking the time. It's much appreciated. Thanks, Danica. Thanks, Eileen.